The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, 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 dude, bad, 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 bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny likes to smoke a fatty while watching the PGA Tour and having a Cosmo before dinner in New York City. The Big Apple. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of ass, shake it up, should do, but all of them that come around, fights a fights a party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's tattered, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do, be shake it up, Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Mafia, Joe Ranieri running it from South FLA with all of that gorgeous <laughs> killer show today, per usual, Mitch Lawrence will join us from... NBA radio on satellite, Sirius XM, a good friend of ours, Mitch, and we'll talk about everything hoops and a lot of uh, even New York, Nets, Knicks, the whole deal. Uh, NBA not expected to punish players who skip the Disney setup in Orlando over Corona or social justice concerns. There are uh, a growing number of players that are allegedly involved and not interested in uh, going. Uh, like a, there's a, a, a push of players that are actually uh, starting to bite back and say they're not going to go. It's not worth it for them. And to be trapped in this bubble. Some NBA players are saying that. It's uh, been since last night. It's just gotten, uh, it seems more intense with the numbers of players saying they're not going to go. We'll hear from some of them today on the show, including uh, Mello, we'll have Mello on the show. I know you're excited about that. LeBron, Trey Young, and others create a voting rights group, helping people learn how to register, how to vote, how to do it, who to vote for uh, in terms of what their roles are. Like, this is who you're voting for. This is what they do. This is what they matter for. Uh, so that's all happening. LeBron behind that and Trey Young. Also, Trey Young wants to take his game to a higher level. In year three, do you buy that, that he can get that done? We'll do the fan question plus hour two. Uh, we're going to get into uh, DeAndre Hopkins defending Dabo Swinney uh, down at Clemson. And then two Texas players test positive for COVID. Three more Alabama football players have tested positive for COVID. It's really starting to like uh, make me wonder what's going on with that. It seems like every day... More and more college football players who are back on campus are getting the Hanta, getting the COVID. Uh, so I'm, you know, starting to keep an eye on that. I know we are here. Uh, if that becomes an issue, believe me, you, when they start playing in the fall, if and when they start playing games and they start having a bunch of players get COVID, it's going to. I mean, it's going to be chaos is what it's going to be. They're going to end up shutting down games, canceling games. 
possibly canceling seasons. Uh, you know that's coming, right? Uh, and then Manfred uh, guarantees that they're going to play baseball this year. We got the uh, draft picks. Who did the best in round one last night? The Torque. That's your boy to Torque, Carver High. Spencer Torkelson smashed Bonds records at Arizona State. He goes number one. He's now a Tiger. The Marlins already have a deal for their number three pick, Meyer. The Red Sox released a statement on racism at Fenway in Boston, where it's been problematic. McGuire and Sosa game-by-game charts of their um, 98 season and all the home runs and everything that went with it, the cheating, you name it. Radio joins us now. All of our radio affiliates, coast-to-coast, top-to-bottom, east-to-west, good to have you with us on uh, coast-to-coast sports grid style. NFL cancels in-person minicamps, extends the virtual offseason until June 26th. The NFL discussing shortening the preseason games for longer ramp-up period to uh, go into effect. Phillip Rivers, we're going to hear from him today. And Haskins says he'll be more dynamic after uh, weight loss. He's another one that's lost a bunch of weight. Remember yesterday we had Rizzo saying he lost 25 pounds. I think Haskins said he lost 20 pounds. Everybody's doing it. The Vikings donate the Wolves $5 million to uh, social justice causes. Big Ben to reinstate his uh, Twitter accounts that he blocked in the past. And people that didn't like him or whatever, he's opening them up again. I don't know why. Panthers removed the Jerry Richardson statue in Charlotte. That was a big thing. Uh, and Arians considers keeping a third quarterback away from the facility in case anything happens to his quarterbacks uh, with the COVID is that a smart idea? Rory is glad to be back at Colonial. They're playing in Fort Worth. It's beautiful weather right now. I'm actually watching this golf tournament. The PGA is rocking. And uh, we've got your leaderboard, uh, Justin Rose, on top at the Colonial right now. We'll get into that. NHL training camps will open up July 10th. Torch changing his stance on protest during the anthem. My boy Marty Truex Jr., a winner last night in Martinsville at that sweet plus 650 clip I got you on FanDuel. Nice win and covered air in a NASCAR race. You knew he'd get it done for Uncle Futrelli. Marty Truex, come on. Uh, soon we're going to see more. Um, what's more important to NASCAR fans, racing or racism? We'll get into that plus. Uh, The Oklahoma AD wants to make November 3rd election mandatory day off for student athletes. They want everyone to vote. And imagine if sports fans cared more about uh, political voting as much as uh, they do the MVP or the Heisman voting. I don't think anyone cares about the Heisman voting anymore, to be honest with you. Crazy police blotter, deaths, etc. We got all of that going for you. Plus this day in sports. And more importantly, I went to see uh, Dr. Garden today, my prostate exam. It's always important to get that checked before you start coast to coast and four east. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
So for all back on Coast to Coast, I went to see Dr. Garden today. I do that uh, annually. Very important if you're over 40, uh, definitely 45, 50, you got to do it. 55, 60, I mean, what are you waiting for? The silent killer prostate cancer is no joke. Get your PSA. Just do the uh, test. Uh, believe me, it'll make a man out of you. <laughs> it is no joke going in there. I love my guy. He starts always talking sports with me. He's got like an angle going with me. Started talking about the Coast to Coast show. Started talking about the Pharrell on a Bench late night radio show. And he just kept like playing, you know, like uh, he's all into and then I was like, oh, sweet Mary. He's like, are you going to watch the golf as it returns for today? I was like, yeah. I mean, to tell you, <laughs> Mafia refuses. He's 35. He's like, I still got five years before I even consider it. He won't even do it. All right, so Mafia, I'm watching. Um, it's very important, as you know. I've, I've always battled with uh, B-Cust, Earl of Pearl Monroe. Uh, I'm always fighting for everyone to get their uh, prostate uh, checkup and PSA and uh, doing those things. And Pharrell and Oscopy is very important. I know people love talking about it on the <laughs> show, but um, uh, I know you're, uh, you find it funny. You won't find it funny in five or seven years. We'll see how funny it is when they're talking about your <laughs> garage door. And they no, got, I, I know it's a serious thing. How you talk about it's funny, but it's a serious thing, obviously. And that's something you know, we'll have to get in. I mean, I haven't gone to a doctor in general in probably seven years, so that's something I should get on as well. Just a regular doctor. Jesus. Seven years? You haven't even gone to a doctor once? I mean, this guy, uh, I, I go all the time to make sure I'm as pretty as a girl. I know that uh, that is, uh, it is the most grueling experience ever. I mean, it is absolutely no <laughs> joke. I mean, you get in there and, and it'll, uh, you'll find out what you're made of. Uh, that is, uh, you know, I had all kinds of things I had to check on. Hernias, I got all kinds, I got like 30 hernias, I got, uh, the prostate exam, I've had the phorelinoscopies, I've done it all. It's no joke. And and when you get old, these are the things that happen to you. Uh, it's uh, it's something else. I'm just glad they're golfing again, though. I'm watching. It's beautiful weather in, in Fort Worth. They're smacking it around. Uh, Rose shot a 63. There are guys. Varner the third is on the course. He's one, uh, one back at six under, but he's only through 12 holes, so he's still got a ways to go. He could end up snagging the lead if he could roll a couple of birdies in but i think it's great to see him golfing and you know uh, there's no fans no problem uh, i know that uh jim nance has said it's going to be the biggest challenge of his life i don't really understand that at all either what's so hard about it just talk about golf talk about the the the, right, what's in front of you? They're playing. The guys right. either hitting the ball on the green and, and rolling birdies and bars, or they aren't. Uh, no fans. Like, what the fans have to do with doing? You know, honestly, a clean broadcast in golf when the fans are supposed to shut up anyway. Yeah, I mean, at best, maybe you hear a cheer from here or there, and you can kind of figure out something's going on and get a report on it. But, I mean, don't they have spotters around the course from anyway telling them what's happening at all these holes? I don't know why it's a challenge for him. If anything, it should make it easier for him to see what's going on than spend having you know thousands of people around these greens. I think they look, uh, it's just completely normal. Like I'm watching it and it seems to me like it's the exact same thing. They're just golfing and I'm watching, uh, these guys make nice shots and go for it. And then I just don't even care that there's no fans there. It's a little different. It really is than in my opinion, than like watching NASCAR or watching the UFC or, uh, you know, watching it at the boxing the other night. It's going to be on again tonight, boxing on ESPN. All I know is there's no fans at those uh, sporting events, Bundesliga. There's no fans at the German Soccer League. And it's it's very different when you're watching those sports, I got to tell you. But in golf, I'm just watching guys golf. I could care less if the fans aren't there. I'm just glad they're golfing. And then I'm glad I got to see Brooks Kepka's porno mustache. Yeah, the only one, you know, tournaments where the golf really matters as far as fan-wise is what the, the waste management one out in Phoenix and the Ryder Cup, the ones where they actually let the fans get involved. For most of these tournaments, they're telling the fans to shut up every time these guys are even winded up. So you definitely don't need fans. Now they get the quiet that they like. They got the, you know, the bird noises that they like to play, things like that. I mean, sure, it affects things like the UFC because you get the reaction of the people when, you know, some of these strikes go on and things like that. But, you know, 
NASCAR, golf, you don't need fans of those. You're not focusing on the fans. You're focusing on what's going on, the action right there. You know, I saw that uh, Spieth wasn't uh, playing badly. I, I think I saw him at either one under or even. He was doing well. And I saw that uh, Kevin Na, last year's champ, was having a rough day. I think he was two over, so he wasn't doing anything. And then uh, Justin Thomas, I saw him shank a, a tee shot into the woods. So uh, I only saw him have one shot and it was a, a bad one so I, i'm keeping an eye on it fowler's one under and everybody loves him uh i would love him a lot more if he'd start winning majors like they keep telling us he's gonna do uh they're always telling me that ricky fowler's gonna get a, a slam or he's gonna get a major or he's gonna win all these uh majors and he's not he hasn't won one yet he's like the next guy that hasn't got it done uh we waited for all these guys like Sergio Garcia, whatever. I think Ricky Fowler's that guy that everybody's just waiting for him to break through. Right, and it feels like we've been waiting for that forever. I mean, ever what the last five years at least we've been saying, when is this guy going to get a major? I mean, he's got to go on with the endorsements. He's making money, so I'm sure he's not having a problem. He's got his own little style, and you know, got himself a beautiful wife. So I'm sure he's you know feeling fine where he is. But if you want your career to really matter in golf, you got to get at least a major, if not a couple. Come on. So what I have right now, what I'm seeing is uh, Vegas, uh, Answer, Varner, all at six under, one back of Rose, Harmon, DeChambeau, Woodland, Berger, and Hadwin with Lehman. Look at Tom Lehman. What is he, like a 1,000? They're, uh, they're <laughs> at five under. Honestly, Tom Lehman, I didn't even know he golfed anymore. Uh, am I? Uh, you can't make this stuff up. And then I'm looking at, uh, like, Ian Polders at four. I'm just looking at some of the guys uh, in terms of, you know, names of who's doing well here. Going down the leaderboard, Justin Thomas, I guess he's not doing bad. He's at three under through nine, uh, so he's doing better than I thought he was doing. Uh, and then in terms of, uh, you know, going down further, Rory's two under. I just saw him roll a birdie. Furyk there with him at two under. Rom two under. Day, two under. And then uh, you start getting into um, the ones. Phil Mickelson at one under. And uh, Kepka's one under. Uh, Tony Finau's at one under. So uh, Haas is at even. But basically, after that, Sergio's even, and no one cares about him anymore, do they? Do people really care about him anymore on tour, like in terms of anything they Sergio? I loved him no, when he's he was a about him. He stopped winning. He won those couple uh, big ones that you talked about. He finally got over that hump, finally you know, got the actual wins that we were waiting for, and then he kind of went right back to where he was, and people forgot about him again. You know, you mentioned yeah, your boy got- Phil there. <laughs> He's on this one. He's not the SC. He wants to liven up the broadcast this weekend. You know, Phil misses the cut like he did for a bunch of times last year before this whole everyone fell in love with him for the match again. If he's not on Saturday and Sunday like he was, you know, all last season, then throw him in the broadcast. We'd let him liven him up. Throw, you know, Mike Pack a headset on him. Let him on the course with these guys and joke with them and see if that changes it a little bit. I don't think they'll, uh, I don't think they have the stones to do it. They talk about livening up the broadcast, lighting up these golfers, making it more entertaining. I I don't think that's going to happen. And as far as Sergio goes, like, look, in golf, just like in anything else, in NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever, you get a ring. It's, that's it. You know, does uh, did we not have on uh, Tyler Kennedy, uh, the guy, you know, uh, he had a decent career at best, 10 years at best, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, didn't rack up anything, like in terms of spectacular numbers or anything, but he won a Stanley Cup. He won in 09. He had uh, two goals that were huge, a game winner in game six to force game seven at the Joe, and they won the Stanley Cup. And so uh, if Sergio Garcia won the Masters and won the players, what else is there? Who cares what anyone thinks of you? He's got a green jacket. You know what that gets you? That gives you clout for life. No matter what, you can go to Augusta National and know that you have a green jacket and you get to go into that. Uh, clubhouse as a champion, a past champion of the Masters. You are set for life. It doesn't matter what you do from this point forward. Even got Bubba Watson with a minus two right now. Rory McIlroy minus two. Jason Day as well. Round two, of course, will be tomorrow. 
Some NBA players are hesitant about the NBA's restart plan. A number of players held conference calls to discuss uncertainty about restarting the season in the bubble. The NBA and the Players Association are agreeing on a plan that would allow players to stay home without consequences. There were 40 to 50 players on the calls over the past 24 hours discussing a number of concerns, including family situations, the inability to leave the Walt Disney World Resort campus, the coronavirus pandemic, and the implications surrounding the emergence of social justice causes in the country. Participants in Orlando, including players, will not be allowed to leave the bubble environment without a 10-day quarantine upon their return to the Disney grounds. NHL and the NHL players have announced that formal training camps for the 2014 resuming play will begin Friday, July 10th, if conditions related to the coronavirus pandemic allow it. The league and its players are currently in phase two of their return to play protocol as NHL team training centers were reopened this week for small groups of players. Phase three is the opening of training camps, which are expected to last upward of three weeks. Phase four, of course, the restart of the season 2014 postseason tournament. It's expected that the players will vote on both phases three and four at the same time, rather than having two different approval votes. Players have already approved the postseason format. NFL has extended virtual offseason programs for teams through June 26th. But no further than that, although the team facilities have been open for team personnel, coaches, players, rehabilitating injuries, and healthy players have been barred due to the pandemic. Remote programs have of on-site work, and some teams have already announced that they are shutting these down. But Thursday, the league said it will allow it to continue for an additional 15 days. Most training camps are scheduled to open late next month. Several options are available from an earlier opening for in-person meetings and physical exams to pushing back or reducing the preseason, which would include fewer games. Three more Alabama football players tested positive for COVID-19 but are asympathetic. The results came from a second round of testing on the Crimson Tide players who returned to campus last week to begin voluntary workouts. That is eight altogether from the Alabama players that have tested positive. Three players also tested positive for the Texas Longhorns. None of the players were identified due to privacy restrictions. I'm Carver High with a Sports Grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. All right, Carver High, great stuff. And uh, our radio affiliates are with us across the country. Uh, Good to have you with us on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. All right, so um, let me ask you, uh, Carver High, because you didn't get involved in the conversation before. You had a lot going on off camera. Uh, hopefully we're going to get uh, Mitch Lawrence on here. We've been having uh, like a situation there. We're dealing with it accordingly. Hopefully at some point we'll, I'm sure Joe will figure it out. He's a genius. You know, we really got to send the whiskey to Joe or he's going to turn on us. I mean, honestly, like when you start telling a guy you're sending him whiskey and he doesn't get it, then he starts like blaming you that, you know, you haven't got him the whiskey. This could be an issue that, that, you know, carries over for months. So you got to find me the place in in Miami that I get the the whiskey delivered to his condo with all the hussies. I got to get that done as soon as possible. Let's be fair here, Scotty. We probably owe the guy like a case at this point, right? I mean, you probably owe Joe like a case case of whiskey. Forget, forget a bottle. I mean, we owe this guy a, a case of Did you hear him? Did you hear him? him? He said, him. damn straight. I heard damn straight. And he's in the middle of juggling eight things at once. He's got audio clips, graphics. He's got Mitch Lawrence. He's got it all going. He's juggling with both feet and both hands. Uh, and then he says, damn straight to me in my ear. I've heard it all. All right. So uh, we got to get that fixed. I mean it. I've said this like nine times now. I don't know how to do these things. Mafia knows how to do them. Mafia knows how to do everything. Mafia knows how to fix problems, especially late at night after three in the morning. You can, you know, (laughs) we do those airport runs. Wait a minute. Are we on the air? All right. Never mind. Uh, So what do you think of uh, players uh, being punished or, you know, not wanting to go to the bubble or, you know, now they're saying uh, they're not going to punish them. They're going to let them blow it off. Don't go if you don't want to, if you have concerns over COVID or I I really don't understand the social justice tag on this. Uh, What is what is like what the Black Lives Matter issue? uh, They oh. Stay home and do that instead. Is that what that option's for, Garber? What's that all about? It sounds, uh, I guess, something to that effect. Uh, it, it, here's the thing. 
Maybe there's a chance uh, that a lot of these guys or some of these guys, it sounded like there was 40 or 50 players on this call that happened, which as we know, I mean, that's a, a percentage of the league. It isn't everybody. It isn't half the league. It's a percentage of guys. Maybe there's a bunch, Scotty, that um, they don't want to be restricted into one place for the next three months of their lives. Now, I get it. They're getting paid a lot of money to be national basketball players. It it is what it is. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play in the NBA. Uh, But maybe some of them don't want to be told that you have to stay in a room for three months. If you're a player on a team like uh, the Lakers or the Bucks or the Clippers who are expected to go all the way to the NBA Finals, you could be in your hotel room at Disney World from the middle of July through the beginning of October. Uh, that is a long time to be told you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't see this person, you can't do that. So there's probably guys, Scotty, that aren't too keen on that idea. And there's probably also a few that have the virus as a concern as well. So, um, Mavia, could you hang out in a hotel at Disney World? Now, I remember I told you the story the other day on, on Coast to Coast that I was in a suite at a Disney resort, had a fat pad, gigantic, enormous two-bedroom suite overlooking the park. I had it all going. And then I had your boy Compton show up with like a bag of reefer, and he showed up. And we had the booze and the blunts flowing on the back deck at the, at the and then people started calling and narking on us because they could smell it. And then you had and then you had a pounding on the door and then I had people blaming me for stuff. And then uh, so my question is to you, like I could actually, as you know, I could live in a resort in the Caribbean. I don't know. I don't know about Disney. I think I could make it work. Do you think you could last for three months in a like a suite at, at Disney World where you couldn't go anywhere? Do you think you could like just play ball all day and then go to your room at night and and watch you know dirty movies or whatever and order uh, you know in room dining or something? Could you survive or would you freak? Listen, you know, it's obviously not the ideal situation. Nobody wants to just be stuck there, especially if you get in a situation like they're talking about possibly with some of these guys being stuck away from young children or from the family, and you're kind of just there by yourself three months. Is it ideal? Is it, you know, your dream vacation? No. But are you getting paid millions of dollars to do it? Yeah. So suck it up and play. I mean, I get it. It's not what you want, but it's what we have to deal with. So if you want your money and you want to play and you want your team to win the championship, this is the option you're presented with. So, uh, Carver High, that LeBron and Trey Young and others are doing this uh, voting rights group. I think it's smart. I, I heard this stuff uh, about the college. I think Oklahoma said we should have that day uh, as a day off at school so that all of the students and, and people and, uh, you know, communities, the black community, uh, all communities, all races, all walks, all peoples everywhere, young and old, that have the right to vote in this country should be entitled to go vote. And I think one of the biggest problems is, let's face facts, is that people don't go and vote. And uh, do you believe that LeBron's uh, group uh, is going to create change for the positive and, and get people to the, uh, the voting booths? Well, usually anything that involves LeBron has a lot of push behind it, right? I mean, LeBron can get a lot of people uh, to somewhere to things like that. His his voice carries weight throughout the country. So you got LeBron involved in this, and I'm with these. I mean, everybody should be able to get out there and vote on that day. Everybody should be able to do it. Uh, and if LeBron and Trey Young and these guys are going to get together and help that happen, I'm all for it. Let's get it done. Would you uh, would you vote for a snail? Over the guy in office now. Honestly, yes. would you vote for a snail? <laughs> I, I, it snails hard. Uh, it, it's listen. You you know what, how I feel about this. I I, I wish that there were uh, other people. I, I wish that there were other people yeah. uh, involved. That that's right. just you all. Don't that's like, how you don't, I put you it. Don't even like, but you don't even like the the Democratic choice. You think he's uh, got one foot in the grave. So uh, the old geezer uh, that's going to run the country. Then again, the guy in is an old geezer. He just acts like he isn't. Like, you know, once I hit seven, what is he, 72, something like that. Once I hit 72, like, bro, I'm 54 going on 55 next month. And I tell you that I'm a geezer. 
even though I got a sick jumper. But when you're 72, are you not shot? I mean, honestly, like it's over. Like, uh, I don't understand these dudes. That, I, I guess power is what it is. They they freak for power because I don't want anything at 72 except a scotch and a little bit of a nice uh, wedge game and a cigar problem and uh, really a wife that's not going to argue with me every day when I go golfing and drinking. I'm going to pick up drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say anything bad about anybody, uh, but uh, I just want other people uh, to uh, rise up. I know that that's not going to happen probably in the next four or five months. You won't months, say anything but... bad about anybody. What is that about? Like, I, what are you going <laughs> soft on me? You're the meanest guy that I know besides you. me. Uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, this, uh, you know, the political candidates, the presidential candidates, um, I just feel I wish there was other people involved. That that's pretty All much right, so ma- that. Mafia, do you uh, do you think because uh, Trey Young's involved in that group as well? I like Trey getting involved in everything, protest, speaking out, making a difference. I love his game. I think he's so exciting. I don't like when he uh, dribbles between people's legs and they want to tear his head off and he tries to humiliate people and nutmeg them. Uh, But I I love his game. I I think he's very exciting to watch play. I think he's great for Atlanta and he's projecting great things uh, from himself in, in year three next year uh do you think that'll come to fruition are we gonna see him go to even greater heights as a player uh i think he's gonna do all this advocacy stuff i think he is gonna get involved in social issues god bless him but do you think his game's going to the next level or is he gonna be who he is now forever I think he can go to the next level. It all depends on what he does with his game from here on. You know, if he's going to be just the guy that jacks 40 foot threes and just tries to put on a show every night, then that's what his game's going to be. You know, he's, then he's going to be like Harden, where it's just, this is who you are. This is how you play. This is the rest of your career. If he wants to expand his game and change it a little bit, you know, use those bigs that he has now. He already had Collins. Now you're going to get Capella next year. You know, a guy who had great success with Harden, who I just mentioned. Then it could be a big difference, you know. If he's going to do a little more driving, a little more coming to the basket and feeding the bigs on the as he draws the defense, and a little more on the assist game, then I think he could definitely expand his game and be incredible. He could be an awesome point guard and still do what he does with the big shots, but he doesn't have to do it every time. The more help he has that he you know has gotten now, and the pieces that they're going to add, and the, the development of these other young players that they have on that team. It will allow him to distribute and create more and take the pressure off himself by getting other guys involved too. They got to get Capella on the floor, and Collins has to play every night the whole season, and that's all there is to it. Now, I don't know if Joe can do this or not. I'd love to see if he can do it. I know he's got 5 million things going on. I don't know if he can do it or not. Can we do the uh, mellow graphic and, and hear from – no? Can we do the mellow thing? Can we can we do that right now? Any chance at all? Or should we ho- hold off on that? Okay, so let's see what Mello has to say. I got a, uh, this is from NBA TV. Uh, Mello talking about whether or not he wants to go to Orlando. Still up in the air a little bit because I yeah. really don't, you know, we, we don't have all the details. We don't know a lot of information. Uh, so until we have that, it's kind of hard to just, you know, co- commit to it 100%. I just think it's so exciting now that we have uh, added this uh, angle to the show. It's pretty exciting, right? Now we got players coming on, talking. I mean, the advancements in technology now, graphics, interviews, players coming on. I got a bunch of them for you today. This is getting really exciting. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Coast to coast on Sports Grid and our radio affiliates with us all over the place. All right, I'm going to move ahead to um, DeAndre Hopkins. I think I have a graphic of uh, Hopkins talking about his old uh, college coach, Dabo. One thing I know, Coach Tony has never been a racist or had any ill will towards any player. Uh, best coach I've ever been around from a football perspective and personnel perspective. He helped me become a man and grow from being a kid from uh, Central South Carolina. Uh, obviously, uh, Carver High, uh, I think this guy is really one of the most credible talents that I've seen uh, of late in the NFL. Like, he really stands out to me. The plays that he makes are so exceptional, and his hands are so unbelievable. I, I truly think that he's the best. Uh, without a doubt, I don't even think about anyone else when I think of who's got the, who's the most dangerous hands and best receiver. This guy's lethal. And um, uh, what do you think of him standing up for uh, Dabo, who's under a lot of stress right now? And what do you think of Hopkins' game? And I still can't believe they dealt him. I, I can't even believe it. Yeah, nobody will ever figure out exactly what they were doing with that trade and what they got back in the trade. And uh, that's going to end up probably down the road looking really bad for the Texans. But I think the main thing here is that Dabo has been getting a lot of heat here over the last week to 10 days. Uh, you know, it, a lot of different things. The old coach with the incident on the practice field, the shirt. Uh, it goes on and on that we talked about yesterday. For DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, it's like with LeBron before, you know, his voice in the NFL, you know, that resonates when you hear from DeAndre Hopkins talking about something and for him to come out and defend coach and to say, listen, I know coach and this is how coach is. And it's not like how he's been thrown around here. Uh, that's big. It's big for Dabo. Uh, absolutely. Cause he's been, uh, he's been getting it from everywhere over the last week. So, and as far as his game goes, I mean, you know, his game is great. His game is outstanding and he's going to play great with, with Kyler. I think he, I don't, I don't put him in the best. I know you, I know that a lot of people say best. I put him in the top three, top four. I still think that Julio uh, is right there. Maybe a little bit ahead of him and, and maybe one or two other guys, but he's in the top three or four for me. Listen, I, I don't deny anything you're saying about Julio or, or anything else, but I, I have to tell you. Now, look, uh, I think Julio Jones is phenomenal. There's no questions asked. The guy's got mad game. But uh, the Falcons, now I'll give you that they went to the Super Bowl and blew that game. They blew the game. You're up 25. You got to win the game. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Joe Montana. I don't care if you're playing God. You got to win the game. So, and I'm not blaming Julio Jones for that either, but I have to tell you that uh, I think since that time when they lost, uh, he is not better than Hopkins. Hopkins has stood out like a sore thumb in the NFL when it comes to making plays and Julio Jones, they never give him the rock and the red zone. It's unbelievable. But when, when Hopkins was playing with Watson, they drew him the ball on every single play. And I'm talking the whole way down the field and in the red zone. Forget it. I mean, it's real obvious what's happening on the play. It's as obvious as whether or not Christian McCaffrey is going to get the rock inside the 10 uh, with the Panthers uh, one dimensional offense. You can't even argue it. Now, look, you talk about top four. I mean, uh, Jones, I'll give you as a discussion. Uh, who else are you even going to bring up? Ty Hill because of his speed. Your guy digs. He's a crybaby. Uh, he hasn't done anything uh, other than make a, a, a lucky catch. A lucky play made him famous. I don't think he's worthy of all this talk. Uh, as far as output, you cannot put him or any of these other guys in the realm of Hopkins. You can't do it. 
Yeah, I think the only other guy, you know, Michael Thomas, I think would be there. Hill is uh, obviously got the speed, but I don't put him in the complete category that I would put these other guys in. And here's the thing with Hopkins that kind of stands out to me. It's not so much, Scotty, what he did with Deshaun Watson. It's what he did before he had Deshaun Watson because he had some absolute hacks throwing him the football in Houston before Deshaun Watson got there. And he's still, and now he, he, he said it too. He's like, I, I, nobody's throwing me the ball. You know, nobody good's throwing me the ball, but he still got it done. He still put numbers up, even though he had, you know, Tom Savage and, uh, you know, Hoyer and all these other guys that rolled through the Houston Texan quarterback. Tom Savage. <laughs> Savage. You know, so he had some guys that were awful and he still got it done. And then he goes, now he's going to have Kyler Murray out in Arizona. That's going to be great for him. Do you remember when people were calling my show on the radio on CBS telling me that Tom Savage had it going on? Do you remember those calls? I, I, I mean, I get they, them all. They wanted, they wanted Tom Savage to play in the worst way. Get Tom, Tom Savage in there. Who else do they have? TJ Yates. You know, they had some real hacks oh down there in God. Houston. <laughs> Listen, I will never forget, as long as I live, hopefully, because it's a laugher for me, is watching Hoyer throw five picks in a playoff game. That one topped the cake for me. And me Meanwhile, he's up in New England. I would give anything. I would give my left foot to see him throw five picks for Bill Belichick in one game. How long after the third, he'd yank him. There's no way he'd let him have four and five. All right, here's the big story, Mafia, breaking today, is that the NFL is going to donate $250 million, $250 million over 10 years. That is... Uh, more than double Michael Jordan, which uh, I thought Jordan topped the cake at, at 100 million, putting your uh, money where your mouth is. Jordan put up the 100 mil. I thought that was Gandhi. The NFL going 250 over 10 years to fight, um, you know, racism and support the battle against uh, injustices faced by African Americans. That's an incredible move by the NFL, and no one can even argue it. That absolutely is an incredible move. That's you know a lot of money, like I said, to be put to different causes. We'll have to see what organizations or what initiatives they support to try to you know make a real difference with that money. But again, we talked about it yesterday. Everything they do is great. It's wonderful. I'm not disparaging it. But until you do right by Kaepernick, until you apologize to him, until you see if you can you know get him back in the fold, it's still not enough. You still have to go back and write the wrongs that you did a couple of years ago. You can't just pay it away. You can't just write some checks and get us all to forget about it. In the first two plus seasons of the agreement with the Players Coalition, the NFL has already donated $44 million to fund social justice work, uh, but they're going to go to $250 million over uh, 10 years. Any way you slice it, I think that's a, a positive sign. Let me ask you this question, Moff. Uh, the colleges, we talked about it. You know, I had already sent you the story about the Texas players, a, a duo of them uh, failed to COVID. And then before the show started, you said in my ear, three more Bama players uh, failed COVID tests uh, today. So, uh, you know, I know five in the grand scheme of things uh, isn't a gigantic number, but in my opinion, it is. As, as every day, we see more and more big school programs, you know, big heavyweights with players dropping like flies with COVID. I am honestly starting to uh, worry tremendously about this second wave, about this thing not going away. There are a lot of states right now, Mafia, that have a major problem with COVID and people are, I think, stupid. They're just ignoring it. People are out partying. Now they're having golf back, NASCAR, UFC, boxing, and they're going to, it's just more and more. UFC's got fight on it. They're just, everybody, college football, all the college kids are back, pros. They're talking about camps and everything. But we have a major problem still in this country, and no one wants to talk about it because they're spending all the time on the protest. Fair enough. They both deserve attention. But this COVID thing has not gone away. No, it has not. I know I saw yesterday that Arizona was having a big problem with their emergency rooms. There was like 19 states. That's numbers are still on the rise. You know, for us in New York and New Jersey, the numbers have gone down. But, you know, they're starting the things slowly. Other areas, they started things real quick. They started just opening things up willy-nilly and saying, okay, you know, we don't have the same problem that they do. So we're just going to get everyone back out there. And we saw on Memorial Day weekend, everyone getting crazy. The Lake of the Ozarks packed. There's some of these, you know, things going on. And now they're going to public pools and parks and people packing those over the summer because the weather's nice. So people want to get outside. You still got to be cautious, though. 
even if you're going to be out there, even if it's outside and the wind's blowing, like wear a mask, you know, wash your hands, do whatever you got to do because we don't need a giant resurgence of this. And you're seeing this with these teams. We talked about how they were rushing them back. Like, why are you trying to get them back by June 1st? You know, give it a couple weeks, make sure things calm down a little more, make sure you have things in place. And you say it's only a couple, but yeah, that, that three to Alabama that was in Carvajal's update adds to the five we had last week. So eight players on the team is what, almost a sixth of the team? So how far is this going to go before we say, listen, let's take a you know, step back. Let's put a, the foot on the brake a little bit, slow down again, and not bring this back too quick. I just saw, and I'm not even imagining things. I think I just saw this guy, Kang. I don't know him uh, from a hole in the ground, but I think he just had a hole in one at the uh, Conio. Unbelievable. I just saw a beautiful shot. He's going to have to buy everybody the bar tonight. I hope he brought his wallet. Did you, <laughs> did you see that thing? Did you see it fall? It, it literally, from Tia Hole, it landed in the hole. He didn't, there was no roll. There was no spin back. There was no stick. Really? It just literally landed in the hole on a fly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, it was, unbelievable. It was, it was on unbelievable. the fly, he goes right in there. I didn't get it on yet. There's obviously been a lot going on down here in the Carver basement trying to get ourselves straightened out here. So I haven't gotten to turn on the, the golf yet. I'm hoping for hour two we can get the golf turned on in the background and I guess get a replay of that hole-in-one right there that he shot. <laughs> it's very very important that we get all that going. Uh, Carver, what did you think of the $250 million the NFL is going to spend? That's that's called putting your money where your mouth is, right? Uh, we've been seeing a lot of that lately. Whether we go back to the Jordan and uh, the Nike uh, stuff from the, a couple days ago, uh, you know, Goodell did his video, and now the NFL steps up in another way, uh, the money way. So that's good to see, and uh, nice job by the NFL with that. All right, can we go? Uh, I want to have this Manfred uh, guarantee. Uh, he says they're going to play in twenty. This season, guaranteed. We have a graphic. We also have Manfred talking uh, on MLB Network. Can we can we roll that? Here we go. All right. I'm a big believer um, in the process. Um, I would prefer to negotiate a new agreement with, with the MLBPA that gets us more games and resolves um, the issues that have separated us amicably. Uh, but at the end of the day, we negotiated for the right in March to start the season on a number of games um, that, that we select in these particular circumstances. And if we have to, we'll exercise that right. All right, so make it happen, Commissioner. It's the first time I'm not going to say anything bad about this guy in uh, two months. Uh, and, and that's just all there is to it. Uh, Mafia, what do you think of uh, the, they have that uh, Trump card in their pocket that they can, uh, no matter what, they're going to play baseball. They have they cut a deal in March saying, listen, at the very least, we're going to do this whether you like it or not. Yeah, we had Bob Nightingale talk about it the other day. Carver High brought it up. I talked about it yesterday when we were talking about where we're going to land. You know, maybe Carver High was right that all along this is just what they wanted, that they said, okay, they crunched the numbers, said the the area where we're going to lose the least amount of money is if we play X amount of games, and we do it in this time frame. And you know what? We're going to play games back and forth in the media. We're going to make BS offers where we offer the same money every time that we know they're going to reject. And then eventually we're going to get to the point where we just say, okay, well, you know, in spite of the game, in spite of the negotiations, because of how we want baseball to be back, we're just going to put this out there, and they're going to do this, and they're going to force them into it and try to look like heroes. But in the end, we know that they got us to this point. It wasn't the players messing around. It's the owners that's been doing this, and they're going to play that trump card when they have to. You know, uh, I was thinking about one thing today, uh, Carver High, about uh, baseball. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, we'll get into this more when we come back, but uh, I just wanted to tell you what it, what my initial thought was. You know, when these guys win, uh, or even when they're playing, and when they're around the owners, when they're around the batting cages, the owner walks out on the field before the game, or, you know, they see them uh, in the clubhouse before the game, or if they win a championship, they're all hugging and kissing and pouring champagne on one another and thanking them. I love you. I love you. I love you. And uh, that's so phony, all of it, because at the end of the day, these two sides hate each other's guts. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, Pharrell with you on uh, Coast to Coast. Our fan question, Christian in North Carolina. Hey, Pharrell, what do you think of the Panthers yanking Jerry Richardson's statue from outside the stadium? Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't exactly Saddam Hussein uh, when they yanked that statue down. But I thought that it was uh, obviously important to, uh, I think, people uh, that were certainly offended by this guy and his actions of sexual harassment, race, you name it. He was uh, staggeringly difficult at the time to even comprehend that this owner of this franchise was doing these things. It's a lot like uh, Donald Sterling, I think, in some capacity or another, uh, a bad person uh, underneath it all I, I you cannot deny it now listen he may have been a great owner he may have spent tons of money he may have given players huge contracts and and made a lot of people rich but at the end of the day if he was you know treating women uh, horrifically uh, at work and harassing women and being uh, basically a uh, in not so many words a predator he was a, a bad uh, person i don't care what anybody says and then uh, the race involved you name it so they yanked his statue so see you later and and you know what's solid about it is he's not opposing it he's not fighting it they had a lot of language in contracts that said they couldn't touch that uh, statue, but uh, it, it doesn't matter. They got rid of it, and, and I don't think you're ever going to see it again. You have to understand that around the country right now, there's a lot with the protests and everything. There's been a lot of uh, damage to statues, and and you know Christopher Columbus and Robert E. Lee. There's been all kinds of defacing of those statues and tearing down those statues. I know it's happening uh, around the country. I know it's happening in New York. So uh, they're not tolerating these people if they have a hint of a history with racism or race of any nature, any topics at all that any of these people were involved in that were seedy. Uh, they're just getting rid of those statues and, and they're destroying them. And what I didn't like seeing was them, you know, trying to damage the Lemieux statue in Pittsburgh outside the Penguins arena. What does he have to do with anything? He's never done anything except good things to people his entire life. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.